Welcome to the Social Soul Podcast. I'm Haley. And I'm Jess. And we are going to do a short soul sesh with you guys today talking about creating content for social media and what that kind of looks like for us. Yeah, so let's just like dive right in. So when it comes to creating a post on social media, like do you have a process or are there certain things that you think about and consider? So I've gone back and forth of like about how to start a post Mm -hmm. many times. I don't feel like I do it in a good like routine type way, Mm -hmm. but I feel like I do it in a way that works for me. So, um, you know, because obviously you want to try to post consistently, Mm -hmm. um, you know, make people realize that you're going to have new content coming out that way they stick around and pay attention. Yeah. Well, obviously that's a little bit hard for me to do sometimes because I have days where I just can't think very straight at all. And so trying to think of something to write is like the hardest thing in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I was kind of like dogging on myself trying to post every single day. And I was finally like, okay, like just this doesn't work for me. Mm -hmm. Posting every day does not work for me. Um, doing the whole posting between certain periods of times, you know, how like people yeah, always say that post between two and three or whatever yeah. the times are, that doesn't work for me either. Uh-huh. So, and I know that stuff works for you. Yeah. So it'll be kind of interesting for us to like talk about this together. Mm-hmm. But as somebody with brain fog all the time, it wasn't working out for me. So I now just post whenever I think of the thing to post. Yeah. So if I have something that happens that day, or something I'm talking to a friend about and I'm like, oh, that would make a good post. I stop what I'm doing and I sit down and I start the post Mm -hmm. like at that moment. Or if, you know, I think of something when I'm like on my way to work, clearly I don't have time to like sit and do a post. Yeah. So I'll just like make a note of it in my notes section on my phone. Like, okay, that was a good idea to do a post. I'm glad you said that because I was going to ask you, what do you do when you have a thought, but you don't have the time? Yeah. And then, you know, that just makes it easier. I still try to make sure I post it, um, my thought that same day, Mm -hmm. because if I wait till the next day, um, a big thing for me is posting when the emotion is involved. Mm -hmm. I've realized that some of my best posts, some of the posts that I've gotten like the most engagement on are like the posts that are the most vulnerable, the most in the moment, the ones that I've put the most emotion into. I can totally, totally agree with that. Yeah. So that's, that's what works best for me for starting a post. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I always, So I definitely agree with like a lot of what you've said. And I've kind of found for myself when it comes to creating content consistently, sometimes I'll have all of these great ideas one day and then another day I'm like, I have no effing idea what I want to post about today. Like I'm not in the mood, but I also find sometimes like I like to have a bank of content and like this week I knew exactly what topic I was going to post about each and every day. But sometimes I find it hard once I create the content. I'm like, God, I want to share this like right now. Like Mm -hmm. I want to share it. But for me, it works best to kind of create the content and then because I don't battle with energy issues like you do and then just share it throughout the week. Mm -hmm. So because like I said, some days I just don't really feel like. I know what to post. So if I can refer back to something that I created when I had the energy and the mindset, it just kind of works a little bit better for me. But I always think about what questions are people asking me right now? Like, like what, what are people DMing me? And maybe people are like, what books should I read? Like now that I'm not drinking and I'm like, okay, I'm going to create a post on the books that I've read because not 
it saves me time, but also it's something that I know people want to hear from me, you know? Is yeah. this something that you do as well? No, that makes sense. And I was thinking too, while you were saying that, um, you're talking about how you create the content and then you like post it throughout the week. Mm-hmm. That is something that I have done before too, because as long as I write it out and get it all prepared in that moment, then potentially I could save it and post it the next day because it's already done. And the you emotion I mean? is still and there. the emotion's still in it because I already wrote out the whole caption mm-hmm. and everything. So that is an option as well. But I just feel like I don't do that most of the time because I don't post as consistently. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah. when I do finally come up with the post, I'm like, well, shit, I haven't posted in like three days. So I should probably just get yeah. this one out right now. <laughs> but I totally agree with like once the emotions involved, like like the other day when you were getting your NAD IV treatment done and you fainted beforehand, <laughs> that probably was like an emotional thing for you. And you're yeah. like, this is something that I want to share and can share right away. But it sparks that creative process in you. And you're like, wow, I can really talk about this. Like I'm really fired up about this mm-hmm. right now, you know? Yeah. And then there's also, um, I feel like another tip we can kind of, I'm kind of going to roll into another mm-hmm. tip just off of this, but, um, like posting a post and then people are commenting on it. Mm-hmm. You want to like reply to those comments because For that, sure. you know, gives people they're like, oh, like when I leave a comment, they're actually replying. They actually care about my response to mm-hmm. their post. That means they'll leave you more comments on future posts. Yeah. But if I post something in the moment that all my emotions into and then people start commenting on it then I can sit there and I can reply to all of those comments really well because my emotion's still there. Yep. Whereas if I post something that like I'm not super invested into, if I get too many comments on it, I'm just like, okay, I'm burned out. Like Mm -hmm. I can't, I don't even really know what to say. I can't give like a genuine reaction to this comment because this was like so four days ago. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. (laughs) So that also works really well for me when I post it that same moment of thinking of it. Yeah. I'm good at the replies. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that this kind of like ties into a tip that I would share is like, what stories can you tell that are going to serve your audience? Because you are somebody who struggles with a chronic illness. So when you're feeling like emotional or down or whatever, you being vulnerable is a way for you to connect with people and add value. Mm -hmm. And that's a lot of the time what I'm thinking about when I'm trying to create content. It's like, what stories can I tell? What pain points and things have I kind of overcome that the people that I want to help might need to hear right now? Or what might they be going through? So I can think about like, if I want to talk about how coaching has benefited me or how it's been made an impact in my life, I'm like, okay, what story could I tell about this? And it's like, oh, maybe I could tell a story about the time I was inside Trader Joe's, like on the verge of tears because I hated my job so much, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think when you can speak from that emotion, but also bring that emotion up in other people, it helps you connect a little bit better. Yeah, I completely agree that agree with that. The more vulnerable, the more emotion, the better the post is going to be. (laughs) Yeah, let's just say that. Yeah. So figure out what stories you can tell that can kind of portray that message as well. Yeah. um, And then writing the caption, I feel like is like largely difficult for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Um, I've kind of gone back and forth between wondering, like, am I supposed to have a long caption? Am I supposed to have a short caption? Like what is even supposed to be in my caption? Is Mm -hmm. it supposed to just be a funny phrase? Like, you know what I mean? I feel like people that are just starting to share on social media and trying to be consistent 
that that's the number one thing they're like what the fuck do I even write like <laughs> what would you say to that do you um, have advice for it so I mean it kind of obviously depends on what you're talking about mm-hmm. um I personally try to do you know my emotional posts I make them long because obviously I have a lot of emotion to put into them and a lot of things to talk about but I do like to throw in some like short funny things every now and then too just to like keep it a little bit not so lengthy and yeah you know like not so information based Mm -hmm. all the time like I like to keep things light and fun for sure (laughs) yeah I I definitely think having a good mix of both is beneficial for your audience because to be honest like I can't read a long ass post every single day like yeah I don't really have time for it Unless it catches my attention. Unless That's that the first next line. Thing I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> like if that first line is something that I'm like, oh, I feel this. Mm-hmm. I relate with this. Or the first line is like a question that I want an answer to. Yeah. I'm going to read your post. Yeah. No matter how long it is. But I do also like when posts are kind of broken up and it's not. If your caption is a long paragraph, I'm sorry. I. It's so hard to read. It's so true. Put some line breaks in there, guys. Yes. Lots of line breaks. Yes, because even if you can go line by line and you break things out, it just looks more consumable to people and somebody might stick around for a little bit longer. And if you're like, I have no clue how to put line breaks into my caption because I know Instagram is weird with that, mm-hmm. feel free to send me a DM because there is this website that I use that does it for me and it's totally free. Instagram's also been a lot better about allowing line breaks I haven't captions. even tried <laughs> yeah yeah so the only thing I've noticed is if you do an emoji at the end of a sentence and then try to do a line break you can't do it okay but if you try to do like the line break with the blank line mm-hmm. between paragraphs it's seeming to work okay I'm not gonna say that with full confidence yeah. because I've used I've posted things through other apps as well that allow line breaks but I have noticed when editing in Instagram it will give you line breaks now they That's finally nice. figured it out. I thank know. God. I don't know why it was so complicated. <laughs> I don't know why they weren't allowing them. It was bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the um, or having the good sentence at the beginning is huge. Yeah. I definitely think. And I always kind of come up with this. So when I have an idea for a post, like Jessica mentioned, she'll do- jot it down in the note section of her phone. And when I'm creating a post, that's where I start. I don't even start on Instagram because honestly, I can't see the whole thing. It gets a little overwhelming. So I just start in the notes section of my phone and I'm like, okay, what do I want somebody to get out of this? Like what knowledge do I have that can actually help somebody through what I'm posting about? And, um, Oh God, I totally lost. Oh no. Okay. So I started in the note section of my phone and it's like, what do I want to talk about? What can I give you? And then as I'm writing, I'm like, okay, now which piece of this is the most captivating? And then I just move it to the top. So smart. It's, I mean, honestly, it's so easy because honestly, if I'm scrolling online and it says like, happy Friday, friends. I'm definitely not going to click to read more. Yeah, because you think that's it. You're like, oh, that's all they're saying. Yeah. 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 And it's like, I don't really know what I'm going to get out of it. And if you think about social media, like Instagram specifically, people are just scrolling through. So it's like you have to capture their attention because there's so many other things that can be distracting. Oh, for sure. And I think another thing, too, is um, like the picture as Mm -hmm. well, because you could have a super captivating picture 
And then maybe you could get away with a not so captivating caption. For sure. If your picture pertains to what you're talking about mm-hmm. in your caption. So like that's a whole nother thing. Mm-hmm. Like I would say the majority of my posts, the picture doesn't really have to do anything with the caption. So let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Like it's just a cute selfie. And I'm like, sure, I'll just use that. Yeah. And then I'll just have some good information in the caption. So it doesn't always work. Yeah. You know, it doesn't always match. I'm, I was, it's funny because I wrote down. So like sometimes I start with the picture and then I write the caption based off the picture. But yeah. sometimes I start with the caption and then I'm like, okay, what cute picture can I post with Exactly. This? Because yeah. if your caption's good enough, you know what I mean? Like the picture is just the, mm-hmm. I don't know. I wouldn't say even the attention grabber, but it's just like the you supplemental need the, You need the picture to, to post the caption. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but another thing too is a lot of people you know, don't know what pictures to use, Mm -hmm. you know, like when they say they have a post about, I don't know, I'm going to use, for example, dating with chronic illness. Mm -hmm. They're doing a post on that. They're like, what the heck kind of picture am I supposed to use with this? Right. Mm -hmm. So like this was, I'll just use, for example, what I did this morning. Yeah. I did a post on this because I was talking to a friend about dating with chronic illness. Yes. And I was like, and I said something to her and I was like, damn, I should like post that because that will help a lot of people. And I was like, first off, I don't know what picture to use because I don't have any pictures that have anything to do with dating with a chronic illness. Mm -hmm. And so I just pulled one of the quotes that I had told her in my direct message to her and made it into a Twitter. Oh, yeah. And quote. Yep. Yeah. Just made it into a tweet. And then I screenshotted that and used that as the picture for my post. Yeah. So it's like you can do that. You can also take, you know, like a scenery picture. Yeah. Really any picture. That's a really good point because I honestly, I think sometimes I forget that the photo set of things is hard for people. Yeah. Because I think like, oh, creating the content and the caption like is hard. But I, I honestly hadn't even considered that some people might be like, what photo do I post yeah. with this? And people aren't confident, like a lot of people aren't confident taking like selfies out in public. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. they're like, they're not at that level yet to yeah. where they're out with their friend like we do taking yeah. tripod photos. I know, right? <laughs> That actually did feel really awkward, but <laughs> no, our photos are not professionally taken <laughs> by not no yet. means. <laughs> yeah, but I love the idea that you said of you were talking to somebody about this topic and you were like, oh, this would actually yeah. be really helpful for the people who follow me. I want to create a post about it. And then you're like, okay, what picture can I post? And you're like, oh, I could just make this into a tweet so that I can just screen grab the tweet Mm -hmm. post that to my Instagram and that's what's going to capture their attention yeah because that's almost like the caption itself like it's almost like the first line of a caption it is you're viewing as my photo Mm -hmm. you know as the tweet and also um that's shareable content true and that's such a smart way to grow on social media is is what are people gonna share and I think with Twitter it's cool because it also gets your name out there and it's kind of like brand awareness and it's, I don't know. I just have found that those tweet posts that I do typically seems seem to get the most engagement for sure. The so. most um, shares to like people and share saves. them the most and saves. Yeah. 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 Cause you know, like when somebody shares your post, if it's just a picture of you and they share it, some people might know who you are, but most people don't know who you mm-hmm. are and they just see a picture of somebody and they're like, Oh, 
not they don't really think anything of it yeah but if somebody shares a tweet of yours it has your name right there Mm -hmm. so they can read your tweet and then be like oh who's this girl and then you know hopefully they tag you but if they don't they could still search you by your name on instagram and Mm -hmm. then find your profile so yep it's a little bit more helpful yeah i've done this is how i found a lot of people Mm -hmm. i'm like oh I like this. And then you go search their name and then you find them on Twitter. You find them on Instagram. You find them on Pinterest, like Mm -hmm. all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. So I had to take this opportunity to tell you about one of my favorite workout gear brands right now. And that's Fabletics. I've partnered up with them to get you guys a special discount and share some of my favorite pieces and outfits with you every month. As somebody who is in workout gear on a regular basis, I love styles that are cute, that are affordable and that are comfortable. And Fabletics delivers on all of that. Their styles and their sizes are very inclusive of all different body types. And you guys, you have to check them out. I do not want you to miss out on this incredible brand. Be sure to check the link in our show notes to get yourself a discount as a new VIP member. You can check out my Instagram page. I have a Fabletics highlight. I'll show you all of my favorite outfits and pieces, but you guys, you have to check them out. You're going to love them. Now let's dive back into the show. Tagging like accounts on your posts this is something I see so many people do and I don't do very often really no so I didn't for a long time but then I realized like it's so helpful because um you know well you know how Instagram is is like even if you have your closest friends on there sometimes you don't see their posts Mm -hmm. and you're like I didn't see your post why did I not see your post yeah but if you tag them in it Clearly, they're going to see your post because you tagged them in it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But it just gives you like more exposure because those people will see your post. Most of the time, they'll share it because if you're tagging them, you're tagging them for a reason. You're Mm -hmm. tagging them because they can relate to it. Mm -hmm. It's something that they would want to read. Yeah. So like for me, I tag a lot of like the Lime Foundations Mm -hmm. in my posts. So like Global Lime Alliance, you know, Project Lime, Generation Lime. Yeah. Um, I tag all of those accounts because they'll share, reshare my Mm -hmm. posts every once in a while. If they think my post is something that's like, oh, that'll be helpful to our followers. Yeah. They'll reshare it. Yeah. You're so. just giving them a higher chance of seeing exactly. it. Exactly. But also mm-hmm. with the algorithm too, you think that that's going to show your page to other people like that that they engage with or that Yeah, possibly them. because it also shows up in their tagged photos mm-hmm. on their page. I actually feel like that from what I've seen, I think that that is a really good growth strategy because there are a few Instagram accounts that always tag me in their posts and maybe their alcohol free accounts or whatever. Mm -hmm. And those are the pages that you see like growing really quickly too. So yeah. And I have no idea by, by no means am I an Instagram expert. You know what I mean? And I have no idea if it actually does trick the algorithm or work better, but it seems to. So it's kind of like, I mean, you're tagging people in your photo. So Mm -hmm. it's like, these are my friends. And then to those friends as friends, they're going to be like, hey, you might be friends with this person. Exactly. Right. Yeah. 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 It's all about your acquaintances. You know, (laughs) Um, another thing that I always think about when it comes to like creating a social media post is what content do I like to see? What content do I engage with? What content do I scroll past? Um, And really just kind of like, what is it that I like to see? And it's funny because... I had never really thought about this before until I heard somebody say it. She was like, what kind of stuff do you like to pin on Pinterest? 
Mm. And I was like, oh God, this is genius. So then I started sharing photos of my nails. And I'm not even fucking kidding you. I'm a health and fitness alcohol free page. When I look at the insights on my Instagram, you want to know the best photos? <laughs> there are my nail photos. And it's like, what in the actual hell? Like, it's so weird. But people like to see that. And I love to see that. So I think that that's kind of visually appealing, though, too, right? Like yes. your nail photos are super pretty. I mean, yeah. even if somebody doesn't like read your caption if you had one with it like they're gonna like it because mm -hmm. it's visually pleasing for sure so they're gonna like your photo the likes on your photos are gonna go up yep I remember I the first time that happened to you you were like what the hell is happening it, why did so many people like this photo of my the nails? photo <laughs> blew up it was so weird I actually wonder it had so many saves that's which so I just funny. thought was absolutely outrageous. But now that makes sense, though, because people would save it so that they can try to get that same color when they go to the salon. Yes. God, this is it's, it's, I've never thought about that. You're right. It's really funny. Although I don't pin much stuff. I pin a lot of food, but I'm not really a food blogger. So I've actually started <laughs> repurposing a lot of my content um, on Pinterest. So this is kind of off topic now to Pinterest rather than Instagram but yeah. I'm curious since I'm talking to you right now like how do you go about when you post something on Instagram posting it to Pinterest is it automatically posted to Pinterest do you go in and post it yourself within Pinterest what is your tips and tricks for that because I have not figured it out yeah so I don't <laughs> automatically post it to Pinterest um so I'll do it a couple different ways I'll just copy the link from my Instagram post if I think the photo is captivating and just paste the link on Instagram but it's just a photo. So I started making like a little graphic in Canva. So I'll put on the graphic the photo from Instagram. I put these little um, like a sticker. So it actually turns it into a video, which I'll tell you about. Um, but then I'll also put wording on it that is the first line of the caption from my Instagram post. Okay. So it's like, why is this person going to click on this to come view the photo to then find my Instagram page, right? Yeah, um, that makes a lot of sense, though, because mm -hmm. people don't I mean, I know when I pin things and I'm on Pinterest, you don't really see what people write underneath it. No. And especially when you paste like when you put a link to Instagram, like it's just like a photo, yeah. like it doesn't have any wording underneath. But the reason I like to turn the photos into videos is because video does so well on Pinterest. I started noting noticing this because like I post Instagram stories every day of my workouts of things like my food and I started sharing then my workout videos on Pinterest and I was like holy shit these are getting so much engagement so many people are seeing these so many people are saving them and it's because video content is I don't know the new thing on Pinterest I guess um so when you when you put a video on Pinterest it allows you to choose topics so you, I feel like it's just easier to show up in the algorithm mm -hmm. on Pinterest when people are looking for those certain topics. Um, but yeah, I mean, I do it a couple different ways. What I've started doing recently is what I'm going to post on my Instagram story, like my workout video or a plate of my food. I will actually post it on my story, but then I'll also add like at Haley Decal on the bottom and save that and that's not what I post on Instagram but I save that version to post on my Pinterest so it's also so kind smart. of brand awareness too 
That's so smart. Okay, yeah. I will say um, you got me going on the whole Pinterest thing because mm-hmm. I never really used it for myself. I only used it to search recipes forever. And then you started talking about how you were starting to use it mm-hmm. to like build your brand too. And I was like, oh shit, like, okay, well, if she's doing it, I got to start doing yeah. it. You know, like she clearly it's working. So I started doing it and I remember going on to your Pinterest mm-hmm. board and it, you know, how it says like how many um, monthly, monthly viewers. viewers. So I think this was, I don't know how long ago, quite a while ago now I went on to yours and it said like uh, I think it was like 20k monthly mm-hmm. viewers I was at like I think like 1k monthly yeah. viewers at the time I was like damn how'd she do that and so I was like okay I need to step up my Pinterest game mm-hmm. so I started stepping up my Pinterest game and then you started telling me about the video thing mm-hmm. and I was like oh damn I gotta do that too and then I noticed I was up to like 22k monthly yeah. viewers I was like oh shoot I went over to your page and it was like almost 200k oh monthly God, viewers yeah. and I was like oh damn okay <laughs> I thought I was like maybe caught up to you and then I was like never mind mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's cool to think about Pinterest as a way to repurpose like a lot of the content that you're creating on social media like on Instagram too um and even for like the podcast or like tweets that we put up I just now I'm like I'm sharing everything on Pinterest I need to be better about sharing it on Pinterest too just I just get lazy um I know there are obviously multiple things that you can use out there to post one post to multiple platforms Mm -hmm. like Hootsuite is one of them yeah. um, preview does it don't don't they I've never Maybe. used preview for I that, used but. preview for a little bit but I don't I don't know entirely which ones offer like which platforms but there are multiple things that you can sign up for that will post your post to multiple mm-hmm. different platforms so that is super useful if you want to pay a monthly subscription yeah. like Wait. Hootsuite is super expensive I do know that mm-hmm. but it probably does the best out of all of the publishing platforms mm-hmm. So I've never heard of it. Yeah, it's it's really, really nice. Have you started posting like your reels or TikToks on Pinterest? Um, I've posted TikToks. Okay. I don't know if I've done any of the reels yet okay. just because I haven't. I don't have very many yet. Yeah. But I think I yeah. have like two. <laughs> I think that the TikToks, like that's a really good idea. But I did do the TikToks and those did get a lot of views. Yeah. Okay. Totally switched gears there. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm like totally supposed to be Instagram based and I just went on a Pinterest tangent. I apologize. But... Pinterest can be a way for you to also grow your Instagram. Yeah. So that was kind of the point there. <laughs> um, what other tips do you have? Because I feel like I kind of covered a lot of mine when it comes to creating a post for social media. Um, I had two other ones. Okay. Um, one was at the end of your caption for your photo, like after you do whatever your caption's going to be. I always like to do some sort of call of action at mm-hmm. the end. Um, just to try to get the people that are reading it to interact with you. Mm-hmm. So drop a comment if you agree or drop an emoji if you agree mm-hmm. or, you know, like, let me know what you've tried yep. for this. Or like if you did say you were like a food blogger and you did like a plate of food and the recipe, like drop an emoji if you're going to try this recipe mm-hmm. or just like simple things like yep. that, I feel like are super helpful because it gives your like follower like they gives them the feeling that you actually do care mm-hmm. about them. You know what I mean? Like yep. you're actually posting this to help them mm-hmm. <laughs> rather than just posting it to post it. Yeah. So. Well, and I also think you can post like that call to action earlier on in the caption True. too. Like if you were to post a tweet that said something, your caption could say like hands up if you agree True. or like something like that yeah. too. Um, but yeah, 
Mm-hmm. And that's also why it's so important to make the beginning captivating because if it's not captivating, they're they not going to read to your call to action. So true. Yeah. But I do like your idea of doing it more so at the beginning. That's a good well, one. I don't always do it that way, but sometimes yeah. you can. Well, if you had the tweet and that yeah. was already the captivating part, then you could. You're right. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Um, The other one is using hashtags. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I strictly remember when I first started using Instagram in the way I do now. I remember seeing people using all of those hashtags on their posts and Mm -hmm. being like, what the hell are they doing? Like, this is so excessive. Like, why do you need 30 hashtags? You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I just remember being so mystified by this. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, I just don't understand hashtags. Mm -hmm. And now I use every hashtag I can possibly use. Well, (laughs) for you with your health journey, you were literally searching hashtags for your symptoms. So it's important to realize that that is a way that people discover you. Yeah. I'll say I'm not the type to really search hashtags, but I do still use hashtags. And so how do you know like which hashtags to use? Um, so actually, well, I learned what hashtags to use because of like similar accounts of mine that I started following. So for example, um, Jordan Younger, also known as the balanced blonde. Love she her. also has Lyme disease. She's amazing. She's also um, a booze free babe. Yep. She, yeah. She's like our soul sister. Mm-hmm. We're going to meet her someday. We will. <laughs> but um, so I would just look at her posts and see what hashtags she was using because she was trying to attract the same audience that I was mm-hmm. trying to attract. So I would just copy those hashtags and Smart. use them on mine. But another thing I know um, that's helpful is there's actually like hashtag generators online like what? that you can Google. So say you did like a food recipe and you posted a picture of food, then you could like go to Google and you could do like food hashtag generator. Mm-hmm. Google that and then it'll pull up all of the hashtags that are related to food. Okay. And you can just copy those and paste them into That's your really post. Smart. So super helpful. Um, it does get a little like wild and mm-hmm. there are some hashtags on there that you're like, that doesn't really have anything to do with food. Why mm-hmm. did that pop up in there? Yeah. <laughs> but I just can, you can just like go through there and delete the ones you don't want to use. Mm-hmm. But when you're like really brain fried and you can't think of the hashtags, mm-hmm. that's super, super helpful. And do you have those saved in a note in your phone as I well? I do. Yeah. Um, I don't save actually the ones on my own posts. I just have those memorized to be quite honest. And really? I just type them out every single time. Oh my God. What a hassle. You need to save that in the notes. section. It just phone. doesn't bother me. I really? just, yeah, I do it so quickly and I just have them memorized. I, I don't always know. forget about them, but I had to save the ones like for you from yeah. your page because now posting on the podcast page, yeah. I wanted to use your hashtags mm-hmm. too. So I had to go onto your post and save your oh, hashtags because so obviously I couldn't remember yeah. those ones. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. I also, if you're trying to figure out what hashtags to post, I think it's important to look at hashtags that have like 500,000 or less uses. Um, Because I did this powerful exercise on this like free hashtag course that I took. And it's like, if you look at the hashtag dog and you go to the hashtag dog and then you go to like the recent section, because there's the top and the recent section, you like see what's on there. And then like a couple seconds later, you refresh. The entire feed is new. Yeah. And so, and you could literally do that every second. So your posts may get lost. Like you may use the hashtag dog, but it's like, who the hell is going to see it? You yeah. know? Um, One in a million. <laughs> yeah. But I also like to look at what hashtags 
my followers are following. I was just going to say that too. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Cause I think that it's like, okay, this is maybe how they found me or like, this is what they're interested in. So maybe other people will be interested in what I have to share if I use this hashtag. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's important as well. And it's also a good thing too. If there's like a large account on Instagram that you follow that like of somebody that you like really love and like Mm -hmm. are inspired by, usually those people have their own hashtag that Mm -hmm. they've created. Yeah. And if you use their hashtag in your posts, then like their audience will start seeing your Mm -hmm. posts too. Well, and they probably follow that hashtag. And they follow it too. So they'll see your posts. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's, I found that to work wonders for me with um, Jordan Younger's hashtag. That's actually, I like the idea that you gave of looking at what hashtags she uses. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's really smart. Um, I think my only other thing is, and I know you do it too. I don't know how helpful it is, but it seems to be helpful. So I've done it before is sharing my post to my story. Mm -hmm. I always do it. Yeah, I do that too. I saw somebody one time put up this freaking stupid thing that was like, stop sharing your post to your story. And I'm like, that's kind of rude because I share that's rude. (laughs) But like, I also, when I share my post to my story, maybe you could like go tap on it and engage with it. Like instead of being rude about it, like, I don't know. (laughs) Okay. Just a little rant by Haley there. It's funny because I find myself sometimes when people make like snarky things like that, like dude with sign, that guy. Oh, yeah. It's easy to like get hung up on like something stupid and little that somebody says. And that happens to me just all the time. And it goes back to how we've mentioned this multiple times before. Some people will agree with what you're doing. Some people won't agree with what Mm -hmm. you're doing. And you just have to just remember that. You're not. That person doesn't agree with it, but whatever. Yeah. Look at all the other people that you Mm -hmm. associate with that do it. Yeah. And it's (laughs) like you can't be liked by everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And I just think like I know that when I do an Instagram post and I post it, only a certain percentage of my followers actually see that post Mm -hmm. because they're following so many people. I'm not the only one they're following. So how do I know if that's even going to show up in their Mm -hmm. feed, right? And maybe they don't really even scroll through Instagram anymore. Maybe they only watch stories. Mm -hmm. A lot of people only watch the stories now Mm -hmm. and don't even scroll through posts. Yeah. So if I post something and then I don't share it to my story, they might not ever see that I did a new post. Mm -hmm. But if I share it to my story and put new posts. Yeah. They'll probably be watching the stories because it's easier to just sit and watch stories, in Mm -hmm. my opinion. And they'll be like, oh, they did. She did a new post. I didn't Mm -hmm. even see that. And then they'll click it and they can go read my post. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just like extra coverage, right? For sure. I mean, most if I am following somebody and looking through their stories and they posted that they put a post up, I literally will click the photo, go engage, Mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah, that's a really good idea. Yeah. So, like, what are people wanting to see? What are people asking you? What is it? that you can share that will speak to people what stories can you tell and how can you make it captivating so that you can draw in people's attention I feel like we covered quite a bit I feel like we did too I feel good about this one and I hope it's really really helpful for you guys and thank you so much for tuning into this little soul sesh we will catch you guys next time see you guys (laughs) 